Well, the body of Christ is great, isn't it? I'm, I'm so glad to be here. I've been wet, not from your snow and rain, but just God's just done some things. Tommy doesn't know this, but Winter Blast has done a lot for me. And God's just touched some things on my life that I just needed him to touch. And you know, when I think about being here at Winter Blast, I am so grateful for the staff that you all have here in the other churches and meeting just great people, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I remember as a young man, it wasn't always like that. I grew up in a home that was just a great home, great mom and dad. And I remember being at church to where we were taught to be committed and have convictions. That's all I needed. I want you to just hold I remember my sister and I were involved in our youth group. And, and they had this, and I'm going to date myself, but boy, there was a big thing about not having pants in church. And I remember we would sneak a pair of pants because she wore gauchos. And that's a whole other thing we'll talk about later. But, but I remember in the car, we, we, we'd sneak a pair of pants because my dad believed in those convictions. And I'm not knocking that. I, I believe we should be a peculiar people. Amen. We, 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 we should just shine. But I remember those things were being taught, to be committed and have convictions. And I remember sneaking those pair of pants just so she would fit in with the youth group. Because, and I thought, man, what's wrong with this picture? And that worked on me, you know? And Satan got a hold with that and used that because I couldn't understand that. Because, again, you know, we heard a lot about being committed. If you were committed to the cause of Christ, you had great convictions, you can make it. I'm here to tell you that's not right. Now, that's important. And I remember, and I've seen this in my youth group. I remember seeing these great students, great students that, that, that were, were committed. They had good convictions. They, they had a burden for the world. And then when they go to college, they get indoctrinated, they hear these things. And all of a sudden, man, I heard, man, they're not living for God anymore. In fact, they're not even, they're not even God-fearing people anymore. And I'm thinking, what, what, what do we miss? And, and, I, and tonight, I, I, t- this morning, I just want to share with you something. It's in Hebrews chapter 3. It's really simple. And it's something that I think you guys are already doing. I have already been touched by your service and you all coming up. There used to be a song in the 70s. It was a sappy, silly song, a, a, really a moral song. Two out of three ain't bad. Well, when it t- comes to commitment and convictions, and I heard this preached years ago and it's helped me so much. There's a, there's a third element. And I'll be honest, it, it's interesting. And this is scary when you get to youth ministry, you start dealing with young You can have the music just right. You can say the right words. And you'll have people. You can almost... And this is scary when God's not it. You can make people feel guilty enough. They'll come to the altar because they're not committed or their convictions are and they'll come. You with me? But then not long, they'll start, they'll mess up. And they feel like, man, I messed up. I, 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 can't, I can't do this thing. And I want you to follow my thought here. So, so they misbehave and they feel guilty about that, you know? You know, I, I nailed that. I nailed that. I thought I nailed that. You misbehave. And boy, and you do it again and you feel guilty. Boy, especially with teenagers, that's just, that's just really rough. And because you misbehave and you mess up, you, you're, you're weighted with those guilts and just not feel like I can do it. So you do one of two things. You just live with guilt and you quit and you're depressed and, and, and where you used to be involved in church, you're not anymore. Or you'll do this. Now listen carefully. And we've got people outside our church or maybe here today where they said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm tired of misbehaving. I'm tired of feeling guilty about that. So what they'll do They'll misbelieve. 
I used to believe this, but now I don't believe it anymore. Listen carefully. I don't believe it anymore. And you know what? The guilt goes away. Because I don't believe it anymore, you know, I don't feel guilty about it. What I used to call sin and those convictions, I, I, don't, I, I don't believe that anymore. You with me? And you know, there's people that are in our neighborhoods that we, that we used to see in church or we used to see that they were God followers and now they're not anymore. And, and they're maybe living an alternative lifestyles and what they used to call sin, not, and they just said, you know, I don't believe that anymore. So, so the guilt's gone. And, and there's a great scripture we're going to look at here in Hebrews chapter 3. Verses 12, 13, and we don't have time to go into it because the, the Hebrew writer here really did something neat here because he quotes Psalm 95, but then he goes in, and we'll just read this verse. See to it, brothers, that, this is Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. I don't want your heart to be touched because you're committed, you have convictions, and one day, Sin comes in and you start sinning, misbehaving, and then you stop believing. That's a scary time to be in, in the true living God. What my verse says there, and in your Bible and mine, it says it could happen. It could happen. And, and I go back and I think about people I thought would never, but now they're no longer serving God with their commitment and their convictions. There's a third element we need to add to this it's being connected. And I want you to follow it. It's being connected. I saw caring, receiving together. Is that something? Together, connected. I'm seeing it right here. When a person comes on, you're connecting. Let's read on. I want you to look at this. It's so good. It says, but encourage what? In 13, one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Man, sin will deceive you. It'll, it'll have a way of slipping into where what you used to believe in. And listen, don't please don't leave here saying, I don't think commitment's important and I don't think commit. It is. But there's a third element, connecting. And I remember saying, hearing that you do it on your own, have those convictions, and that was enough to get to heaven. And totally missed out on connecting with other people. Are you with me? Now, now, now let me throw this out. Have you ever been around a person and you're watching their lives and you said, I can't believe they're doing that. I can't believe they're doing that. Man, God's laid them hard. Are you sure you want to be doing that? Are you sure you want to, are you sure you want to date the person? Are you sure? You, and you see that. You, you with me? How many, how many of you seen that? And so it's like God is speaking to you to say something. And all of a sudden we made this God thing like, I'm doing my own thing. Don't get involved. Oh, how wrong that is. How wrong that is. And then you go and they may receive it, they may not receive it, but God laid a heart to you to connect, to say something to that brother and sister. And students, this is for you because some of you all just made great decisions last night. And you said, I'm going to be committed. I'm going to change some things. Maybe, and I want to try to tell you what to do. Maybe I need to break up. Maybe I need to start doing this in these great convictions. Whatever God's laying in your heart through his word. And there are those thou shalt not, right? But I promise you this. If you don't get connected to someone that loves you and cares that you've given permission to, 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 to talk to me about things that's in my you give permission for them to say, question things. That if, if it looks like it's not right, question me about it. Most likely, you're going to go back into misbehaving. Are you with me? Because some of y'all, you've been through that. And so the Bible says here, we need to connect with one another. AA is a great organization, fantastic organization. They have people come with an alcohol problem, drug addiction, 
They have to admit they have a problem. So they're committed to the program, right? They have a conviction that I cannot live drunk or high all my life. I'm, I'm going to have a I want to, I want to be sober, right? The very next thing they do, what do they do? They connect AA meetings. You're with me? So the person gets off the alcohol, gets off the drugs. So they're committed. They have a conviction. They can't do that. So once they're done that, they're done with the program, right? No, they got to stay connected. And you know what? No difference. This is nothing new. It's no difference than the body of Christ that we need to stay connected. We need to stay involved with each other's lives. And let me do this quickly. Just listen to these verses. Romans 15, 14. Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Ephesians 4.13, be kind one, one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Ephesians 5.21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwelling you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore comfort each other, edify one another, just as you always are doing. This is so good in Hebrews. Just a couple chapters over. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good deeds. Not forsaking the assembling ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another. So much as more as you see the day approaching. James 5, 16. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The affected, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. 1 Peter 4, 9. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. 1 Peter 4, 10. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. 1 John 3, 11, For this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Folks, I believe in the New Testament, God doesn't want us to do this thing alone. It's just, and even though we have the great patriarchs, you see Abraham, get up, move from the earth, do it. You see this thing, this, this long range approach, not in the New Testament. And all of a sudden, we've got this idea of, I'm committed, if I've got the convictions, I can make it. No, we've got to be connected. I'll never forget, this played out in my life. I was going through a troubling time in my life, and my dad was praying for me. And there's a man at, at a college that I went to named Dr. Laverne Miley, one of the most godliest people I've ever met. A man just full of God. In fact, when I was in his presence, just, just an honor to be around him. You know, he was just a human being, but he was such a... He, he, he was a, a medical doctor, but he'd go to, he'd go to Africa and, and serve the people there. Mission. He, he'd even, when he came back home, instead of doing a practice like a lot of his uh, uh, partners, and he went out to New Mexico and ministered to Indians. And I remember he would always come up to me and ask me how I'm doing. And, and I knew he meant it. He'd call me in his office and pray for me. And do, it, it meant so much to me. And I needed that time. I never knew. And he's gone on to be with the Lord. And my dad told him one day, he and Dr. Miley were sitting at the table at Bible college. And because Dr. Miley had a son that he was concerned with, and my dad was concerned about me, they decided to pray for each other. And Dr. Miley, I think, got a burden for this guy up here. He'll never know the impact that man made on my life because he connected with me. 
Here's the thing. The very thing that God gives you to say, you know, I'm concerned. Should they be doing that? Do you really want to do that? Are you allowing people to be able to say that to you? Are you giving people permission to say, hey, how are you doing? How's your family? Right now. And most likely he's praying right now in the service. There's a man back in Wilson, North Carolina, that's praying for this service. When I first got there, he, he worried about me and my family that I was not abusing my family because of being so busy in the ministry. You with me? And I gave him permission that you ask anything you want. That's been the best connection I've ever had. Do you give permission for someone to say, you can ask me whatever you want? So that you're not doing life alone. Are you speaking up when you see someone and you say, man, I, I, I don't like what I see happening. Have you, have you asked to go and say something? They may be needing that. I don't know where you're at this morning. But I like to open up. Pastor Mike would make his way this way. To say, you know, I, I want to change the way I look at this body. Maybe you're here, you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. What a great day to be connected to the family of God. As you heard those great words of the blood of Jesus Christ covers a multitude of sins. Maybe you're part of the body and you've been really quiet. You've seen things going on and God's laid in your heart for you to connect with someone and do some things. This altar is open as Pastor Mike leads us in invitation. I'll be happy to talk to anyone back at the end of the service. But let's just, let's obey God this morning. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? I appreciated Brian's message because we've said it around here for years that everybody needs a place to belong as they believe in Jesus Christ. And we've got life groups, Sunday morning life groups, life groups that meet throughout the week so that provide you a place to connect. Next Sunday morning, we'll have a, a brand new book with all the life groups for the, for the winter and, and spring out for you. But the greatest connection that Brian told us about is connecting with Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross for your sins, the one who paid the debt of your sin that you could never pay so that you could have eternal life and have it more abundantly. But if you're here today and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, man, you can connect with him right now. Not by being a better person, not by coming to more church, but by saying a simple prayer. And in that prayer, inviting Jesus in your heart. And the prayer goes like this. The words aren't magical. They're just words. It's the sincerity of your heart. And you may want to just repeat this prayer in your heart. And if you want to connect with Jesus, I encourage you to do so. Just repeat this in your heart. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner. My sins keep me from connecting with you. Forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my heart because I want to live with you there in my heart 
the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, and just put a little amen right there at the end of it. Just keep your heads bowed for just a moment. I wonder if you're here today and you prayed that prayer. Right there where you sat, you made a connection with God. Right there where you sat, you invited Jesus into your heart. Right there where you sat, you realized that you're tired of living an unconnected life and you want to live the rest of your days connected with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus, the Son of God himself. And if you prayed that prayer, right there where you said, I'm not going to embarrass you, but would you just raise your hand? You prayed the prayer. Anyone today? Thank you so much. God bless you. Welcome to the kingdom of God. God bless you. Now I want to give a broader challenge. To those of you that are unconnected in a life group, either in Sunday mornings or that meet through the week, would this be the year you get connected? Will this be the spring? Will this be the time that that you get connected? Because everybody needs a place to belong to as they believe in Jesus Christ. All of those one another passages, tremendous. And so here's the invitation, a little different, but right there where you sit, if you say, Pastor, I'm really kind of unconnected in the body of Christ. I, I don't really know how to get connected, and we're trying to help you with that next week. I wish we had it this week. But I'm, I'm just kind of unconnected, and, and I want to connect. I really do. I'm tired of being a lone ranger believer. I want to connect. And, and, and I will raise my hand showing you my commitment. There's just me looking around. Nobody else is peeking here, but to connect in a, in a life group, whether it's a Sunday morning life group or a weekday, weekend kind of life group that meets. And then I want to pray that you hold to that commitment, that you try one or two or three, you kind of find the one that best fits you so that you can grow because we believe that life change happens best in small group settings because you're connected. And I wonder if you just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I, I'm not connected in a, in a smaller group setting. I just kind of come to church and then leave. And, and, uh, and I realize I need that connectivity within the body of Christ and connecting with others. And I'm raising my hand because it's, it's kind of, I want you to pray for me. I want to get connected. Thank you. Thank you. Just raise it quick. I'm, I'm not connected, but I want to. And, I, and I'm really going to make an effort to. Thank you. Boy, so many of you. Thank you so much. But if you're a life group leader, an ABF leader, boy, there are a lot of hands that just raised, were just raised. Would you pray as I pray? Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that through Jesus Christ, we have a common bond and common ground. And it is that commonality in Christ and being in the family of God that allows us to be connected to one another. We need that, have to have that. Battles are raging and stress levels rising and sometimes it's just tough and we need those closest to us to be able to look us in the eye and say, 
how are you doing? And then we love them enough and trust them enough to give an honest answer in connecting with the body of Christ. There were many, many hands raised. And Father, my prayer is that they begin the process of finding a life group to plug into. So, Father, I pray that you bless their commitment. Lord, I also pray that you bless the offering as our ushers come and we receive our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. And for our guests that are with us today, this part of the service isn't for them. It's for those who claim Kirby, Kirby Church as their home church. So, Father, we pray that you bless it and just kind of multiply it so that we can do the ministry here that you have called us to do. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. And together we say, amen. By the way, there are a couple of brand new life groups that have started up. Scarlett Mott. Scarlett, where are you at? So everybody look right over there, Scarlett. Hers is on Thursday night, 6.30. She's teaching, walking through First and Second Thessalonians. It's kind of a KR, th- I'm sorry, Genesis. I'm sorry, Anne is doing First and Second Thessalonians. She's doing Genesis, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. You're getting Joseph as well. That's a new life group that has started. Um, is Al, I saw Al here earlier this morning. I don't know if he's in or back praying because we have folks there. Um, is, but we have a brand new life group. Uh, we met last week at 14 brand new folks. It was tremendous. We'd like to invite you to come be a part of it. Bob Gazicki's house will be where it's at next Sunday night. And then, again, we'll have the books out next week, and we'll help you find uh, a life group uh, for that. Let me give you a couple other quick um, just tidbits. A lot of you older Kirbyites will know that Cheryl Stevens passed away and went on to be with the Lord this weekend. The funeral arrangements, uh, the viewing is today at Varan Funeral Home in Taylor, Michigan, uh, they're on Goddard Avenue, and we believe that the um, um, service is on Tuesday. Uh, Jim Parker knows um, more about it than I do. I'll be going to see the family tonight. And so would you pray for this Cheryl and Janet Stevens family? And if you get an opportunity, to go by and see them this evening. If you see anybody who's got bloodshot eyes, they were a snowblast worker, give them a hug this, you know, before you leave. And, uh, and they did an awesome job. Um, Brian will be back. Matter of fact, um, uh, Brian, if you'll just kind of slip back in the back. Jeff, would you just kind of take care of Brian for us? Tommy is there in the back. And, uh, and then if you need to get luggage, wh- who do they need to see, Tommy? Huh? See Erica or James Miller, which are right over here. Uh, they would love to have a car back. And so that's great. Hey, would you stand? We're thrilled that you're here. What a great day to be in the Lord's house. Amen. If you're involved in Unleash Our Children's Ministry, five minutes after church is over, please meet in James Miller's classroom, and, uh, which is the one right over here, and we'll have a, uh, a meeting together. God bless you. Let's worship the Lord in one final song. It's our last song. It's a little bit hard to learn. I'll let, we'll sing some of it together, and then we'll probably dismiss you and sing you out. But let's, let's, let's sing this a little bit together. Don't, don't, don't put your scarves on yet. Hang out just for a few more minutes.
Thank you for worshiping with us, guys. Have a wonderful Lord's Day.